Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 103. Coming at you from the Minga True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host producer Eric Fisher. Joining me, the only person joining me this week, is member of the Highway 22 crew, Sean Klassman. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Glad to be back. It's, you know, some weird circumstances leading to us having another accidental break. I have a lot of sickness. Lots of um, sickness. Do want to mourn the loss of one of our beloved listeners, Sarah. Um, a former coworker of mine who, one of the original listeners. So uh, thoughts and prayers to her family in this time. And yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's been just kind of a whirlwind of a two weeks. And luckily, you know, it's not like we're a huge business yet. So we don't have demands per se. Right. So right. we get to record whenever we want. Pretty much. And uh Eventually, hopefully someone sees it and it can continue to grow. And I, I do love uh, the brand that continues to grow. I mean, you know, while we're talking about the brand growing, um, I know we haven't had Justin in my show in a while, um, really since our, our return from our post-holiday break. But I can assure you there is an episode coming. Uh, I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but we do have a coach lined up that is one of the bigger high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, currently, so some good stuff. Just got to kind of work out logistics of really finding the schedule of two coaches, right? Which we're I, as we're well aware at this point, find, make making a schedule with one coach is paying the ass. Making it with two, and then throwing college basketball like my schedule into it, right, is just another nightmare. But uh, that show will be around, and. Just some, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, a little preliminary talks about maybe expanding the brand a little further. So, Holy man. I know, I'm not going to have any free time. <laughs> but in all seriousness, glad to be back. Uh, we do thank you for the patience. Thank you for continuing to interact on our posts and our social media page. Jizz. Um, shout out to Shauna, who not here tonight. She's with her sister. But National Girl and Women's and Sports Day. She does so much for this show, um, social media, video editing, trivia, just different ideas that I would never think of Right. that makes this not suck. Exactly. So uh, big thanks to her, shout out to her, and also shout out to uh, the wives and fiancés of the Root for Wisconsin show, Katie, Mel, Carolyn, for allowing us to steal your men and talk about bullshit for couple hours every week usually so thank you to all of them and and all the women in sports uh, women and girls in sports uh shout out to you as well um a couple other pieces of business before getting the actual episode since we have been off for a while it feels mm-hmm. like uh still time to donate to the polar plunge i'll be reposting the link sometime tomorrow if you want to slash you're able to donate uh goes to a great cause which is the special olympics wisconsin um Sean and I will be jumping for sure, assuming we can raise the funds. If anybody else wants to jump with us and be part of the Root for Wisconsin team, by all means, we'd love to have you. Uh, But at the very least, like I said, we are going to continue fundraising for that. Uh, Also, this weekend, we have RPW, another RPW event this weekend. Not extravaganza, that's in April. It's Redemption, isn't it? RPW Redemption 2. Is it Redemption for sure? I'm pretty sure. I was taking your word for it. You seem so sure of it. 
I think it is. I think that's what it is. Yes, RPW Redemption 2 at the Big Apple in Manitowoc. Uh, tickets are still on sale. They did just add 48 seats to general admission today. Um, those are first come, first serve. $10 until 2 p.m. Saturday. You can get those at Look Sharp in the Fox River Mall. And I'm so excited. I mean, every time we go to one of these, like, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's a small mm-hmm. facility, but you see great wrestling. It's nonstop action. Um, a, a true, I mean, it's, it's weird, but it's fun. It's a great use of, you know, whatever, $25, $30, whatever you're spending, $10 for the general admission. I cannot talk it up enough. I mean, no. we just went to SmackDown a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, haven't I? Don't think we've talked about that since. Yeah, we we did we did the last episode because we we did. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're it right. was a Friday. You're right. That Friday. And... Um, but yeah. So, just totally night and day different product than like the WWE or AEW. Um, a lot more hands on, a lot more upfront, but also just the stars that you see. I mean. You don't see, you know, the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes at these things, but you do see up and coming talents. I mean, just last week, Jasmine Allure mm-hmm. was on SmackDown against Lacey Evans, and she will be back at RPW in June. Yep. Um, TW3 is always working with AEW. He's always with OVW. Um, also, these, you know, bigger name Wasn't Chelsea, companies. Chelsea Green at the... Chelsea Green was at the first show that Rams and I went to last oh. year. She's back in WWE now. Oh, she made it. A... She she set a record in the Rumble. Did you hear about that? She did. Not a good one, but <laughs> she did a set a record. Rumble. But, you, you know, just things you don't get access to and for, you know, the cost of admission and you're up close and personal. I mean, I remember, you know, when we went to SmackDown, Shauna and Carolyn being, you know, really Shauna because Carolyn hasn't been to an RPW event yet. But Shauna being amazed, like, you know, just how different it is sitting close to a WWE event, but you're still so far away. Right. Um. So, like I said, tickets to that are still available. Also, not too early to talk, RPW Extravaganza 2, which will be April 29th at the, back at the Watering Hole. Yep. Um, I think we already got our tickets set aside for that one. Yeah, so, so we'll be there. Tickets are already on sale for that one as well. They'll be at the door. Um, is that the all-women one? Or is... Nope, that's in June. That's in June. And we will not be at that one. You'll, nope. be, at, you'll be at the concert. We'll be at a wedding. Kind of with the schedule. That'll be two weeks before my wedding. <laughs> That too. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's that piece of business. Um, Fanatics. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, <laughs> trying to think what else we got to talk about. Oh, Monkey Knife Fight yeah. and Raise Energy. Uh, play the contest on Monkey Knife Fight. Still, so many contests going on with yeah. the Super Bowl coming up and the Pro Bowl and and college basketball basically every night and the NBA basically every night. There's so many opportunities there to play along if you can responsibly. Um, and then also raise energy repsports.com code root four, 15% off any order code root four R O O T number four. And that brings us to what we are rooting for or what we had rooted for in the last what two weeks, basically mm-hmm. at this point. Um, lots of positives, and that's brought to you by Fanatics over 300 plus powered stores. Find your team, rep your gear, fanatics.com. And I've got a couple, so Sean, I'll let you go first. Uh, I think my, what did, I, for, I forgot what my root for was going to be. Well, I'll go first, Sean. Yeah. I'll let oh, you no. think. Oh, no, I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. Never mind. 
That was awful. <laughs> hey, hey, we're working the rust out. It's true. Uh, I'm going with the Shantyman. The Shant? What's that? Right. The Timber Rattlers showed their promotional video video for the Shantyman. What What do you want to call it? Like weekend? It's a day. Is it um, just a day? Yeah, it'll be July 29th, obviously, at um, Neuroscience Field at Fox City Stadium. Yep. And Neuroscience Group Field, whatever. Whatever. Um, and to pay homage to the sturgeon spearing culture yep. of Wisconsin. Instead of being the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers that day, they will be the uh, Lake Winnebago Shantymen. Yep. They'll have a sturgeon logo. First thousand in the ballpark that day will get a fang bobblehead with him spearing a sturgeon. Awesome. It, it looks awesome. It's really that. cool. Um, I thought the, all the merch was just The merch awesome. is cool. They've got um, beers and spears t-shirts, mm. big fish energy. Yeah. So many. I mean, they really hit this one on the park. Might have to spend some money on that. I know. I told Shauna that the same thing today too. Might have to get a long sleeve. Might have to get a short sleeve. Might have to get a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Don't really. I don't. I don't care. I for, love that. I don't care for the hat though. I love that. The hat is, I think, the best part of it. I I I wish on the um like the either the long sleeve or the short sleeve, whichever one. But I wish it had like the outline of the sturgeon on the back, like the jerseys have. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that would have been a cool, really cool thing, but they didn't really show the back, so I'm not really. 100%. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just thought that thought that was really cool. But it, that is a big positive. Um, any other ones that you have from the last couple of weeks? Um, I can go Royal Rumble. Go for it. I, I thought the Royal Rumble was both women's and men this year was really good. Uh, you kind you kind of knew the outcomes of what it was gonna be. Sure, but there were plenty of surprises and. See, I I do gotta say, and I'm sure we'll probably get to this in a little bit, but I did. I think it was a very good, um, premium event. They're not pay per views anymore, but premium no. event. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you knew all the outcomes of the matches basically before they started. Right. But that's that's okay sometimes mm-hmm. because it's about you know how you you know with wrestling it's about how you get there right. And I thought they did a great job with the Royal Rumble. I do got to say, you know, if you haven't seen it by now, that's kind of on you. And you probably don't care anyway. Right. Um, Having Cody come in at 30 when you knew he was coming, I thought was kind of stupid. Yeah. I w- and I know we've talked about the, the fact that we don't love the fact that it wasn't a surprise. And right. that, that might be another noogie, you know, now that it happened. Because um, I still think that's stupid. I, I, I thought he was going to come out at one. And last the whole, the whole thing, right? Is what I was expecting, but well, when you announce it like that, you it's one or the other, right? Right. I mean, that's what kind of you know, as you're sitting there, it's okay, you know, it's this this person, okay, now it's this person, okay. We know Cody's coming at some point, so mm-hmm. it kind of took. I do you guys say Logan Paul at what twenty? He was twenty nine, right? Twenty seven. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. I thought he was really good. Um, his 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 jump, spot with Ricochet yeah. was incredible i've i've seen a lot of things that say if he actually had a if he trained full-time he would be an amazing wwe superstar you could make the argument that he has some of the best matches individually in the last just say year year and i mean that's what that's been his quote-unquote career mm-hmm. um and i mean like you said that's that's not even full-time right that's that training yeah. Just for like a month. So 
I mean, I would love to see what he could do full time. I, you know, I think the door is always open for him to do it. Right. So yeah, that, that was, it was a great event. Um, even down to the main event, which I gotta say, well, I'll use that for the noogie, but not having the, um, the actual Royal rumble at the end was, that was, was kind of off. I didn't love See, opening I, with that. I, th- I think they needed the bloodline story at the end. It just, it made the most, because I agree just the way that they had every had or all the lead up to everything. Sure. That had to be last. That's the only thing that really made sense to put last. I, I will agree with that in, in principle, like with how we actually saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, just leading up to that. I was not a huge fan of that, but yeah. I do got to say, I love the execution of it. Um, the Sammy turn at the end and whatever they're going to do with Jay. That's right. You know, they keep re- this story has been one of the better stories of pro wrestling that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I'm very over Roman having both belts. And I think I don't know, actually for that, what it's worth, I'm over the Usos having both tag belts, but right. There's they've managed to keep this story interesting enough in the two years it's been, been going, going on. Going for a while. Um anyway, so good good positives. Yep, yep. Uh I'm gonna take a couple different ones here. First, I'm gonna talk about the just the principle of small communities coming together. And this is a project that I've been working on, and I'm sure the Root Wisconsin show is gonna have something for this. But for those of you who don't know, uh which given our audience mm-hmm. is probably most of our listenership probably does know at this point, but uh, there is a second grader in Gillette who is going through some just awful medical things. Um, I don't, I'm not going to read the poster, nope. uh, but it, basically it comes down to kidney failure and I believe cancer mixed in there too. I think just kidney failure. Y- either way. I think just that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't read medical, but <laughs> Two big words. Yeah, right. Um, but some awful things, and he is at UW Children's Hospital in Madison, and uh, obviously from Gillette to Madison is a trek. Uh, so family going back and forth and, you know, trying to be there and trying to manage, you know, life basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the span of two weeks, the community has really come together. They've got a bas- a benefit basketball game put together. Um, I've been able to kind of work with some different sport teams here in the Wisconsin state of Wisconsin because the Milwaukee Brewers are involved too. But also mm-hmm. shout out to the Milwaukee Brewers, to the Titletown District, to the Green Bay Rockers, to the Green Bay Blizzard uh, for all putting together donations for that benefit basketball game coming up. And like I said, I think we're going to have something to do with it too. Um, as the Root for Wisconsin show, haven't officially worked out what that's going to be yet. But so credit to the Gillette stirring area for coming together on that. Uh, on a lighter note. Yeah, I think I think just to hit on that, I think they are selling T-shirts for that, too. So if anybody wants to buy a T-shirt. I think the first or, one had to be in on Monday. Oh, OK. Yeah, because Hannah, Hannah was <laughs> over over the weekend and we we had purchased two, two T-shirts. for. Yes. So February 23rd, Gillette, Wisconsin. All proceeds of that game going to the family um, as he, the young man, Liam, Liam Strong, as they battle that situation. Um, that's I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. But okay. February 23rd, Jill, Wisconsin, be there, benefit basketball game. I personally will not be. I've got a, 
another commitment that night already. I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll be there. Me and Carolyn will be there. So, so. stop by Sean, get an autograph. <laughs> right. Um, right. I'll be, be there handing out autographs. <laughs> all, all proceeds go to the... <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, what else do I have for positive? I mean, I really had that one up. Um, I guess kind of going back to kind of the watching sports, I mean, we've had a pretty decent playoffs, and I'm going to kind of shit on it later, but... Um, of course you are. Oh, we could go. We could go. NASCAR is back this week. Technically, I'm not a fan of that. Either. I I got a lot of negatives brewing oh, too. Oh, jeez. Um, so, like I said, I'm just glad to be back, and I'm glad you know the sports world has been nothing short of interesting in the last two weeks. So, with the positives come the negatives. It is time for the Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week award, and I've got a bunch of them. I have been boiling mad the last couple weeks here. So first and foremost, a multiple time winner of this award on this show coming from yours truly, Mr. Adam Schefter. We need to have another talk, buddy. Adam, once again, breaking the headline on championship Sunday that the Packers prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers, which may be true. I'm not saying it's not. But at this point, if we have learned anything from this saga over the last, what, two two years? Yeah, two or three years. Adam Schefter doesn't know shit. And until you hear directly from the Packers, who have publicly at this point said that they are not at that point, and maybe that's just, you know, ear, you know, make the fans happy enough and doing the right thing. And until you hear from Aaron Rodgers that he's either retiring or be, you know, requesting a trade, whatever, I'm not buying it. So the fact that that story comes out on Sunday uh, of Championship Sunday, once again, all eyes on the NFL already, you know, same thing with the draft, not a good look. I thought you learned your lesson two years ago. So that's that's my first one. Um, second, while we're talking about Championship Sunday, I'm not... I've been very on the front of the NFL is not rigged. I, I just don't think it could be done. I think there'd be there's too many moving parts, there's too many people, and quite frankly, too much money to make that happen. And I, I'm going to say I'm still on that side of things. However, I have gone on record saying on this show that if you were to tell me that it was influenced and that you know in-game they're doing it for the ratings and they're trying to get the storyline that they want for the Super Bowl... If you tell me that, I'd probably believe that. And watching Sunday, it's hard not to think that. When penalty, very obvious penalties, and there were some on both sides. Don't get me wrong. There were some on both sides. But the slant in both games was just astronomical towards one side. And I didn't really give a shit who won the NFC game. I really didn't. I had a prediction. I thought, you know, I, I know we didn't make picks on it on the show because we didn't have a show last week. I thought the 49ers probably were going to win that game. They didn't, obviously. Game was a lot closer than it should have been, um, given that Brock Purdy couldn't throw. Right. After, the like, the third play of the game, and then the backup quarterback, who was not Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, got a concussion, and then you had to play Brock Purdy, who couldn't Brock throw. Purdy, who couldn't throw <laughs> Did not have an incompletion. Started and finished the game. Did not have an incompletion. And got killed. Um, 
wouldn't have seen that happening. But that's why you play the game. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was a cl- I think it was a closer game than the whatever the twenty eight to seven final I score was. Forty nine news defense got tired. That was uh, for sure. Was pretty much for it. sure. And once the offense became one dimensional, the Eagles were able to just pin their ears back and and go because right. they knew Brock Purdy couldn't throw. Um. Anyway, but the the Chiefs Bengals game really bothered me. And I know it's the the popular take right now to have that. Oh, that game was rigged. That you know whatever. I don't think so. You know I'm gonna go on record. I don't think so. But that game did nothing to help the narrative that it is. It, it, it When that's the number one trend on Twitter during game, when you have, I would say, very credible media personalities talking about it, when you even have, um, like, Field Yates and other NFL Network personalities talking about how, like, sloppy that third down do-over was and how the NFL referees botched that in a half. I think that speaks volumes to how out of control that game got. I don't agree with you on this, so I'll just let you keep going. Um, so that's that's a that's a nugget I have because I I don't agree with you. I thought the ref. I mean, they explained it afterwards, and it made sense. I I don't disagree that it made sense from how the TV analyst, but the, made it make sense. But like I said, when you're seeing the, the video in real time and you don't see any of the officials blowing the whistle, they don't yes, have the hand you, up. You rev- they showed the replay afterwards and they showed the ref with his hand up. It was the back judge waiting right, at the back. But that's the one that sh- probably shouldn't have. If nobody else is doing it, he's somebody's got to. Right. I, like I said, I just think, I think it was sloppy. And I thought. Or he's the closest one to the, to the guy on the sidelines, too. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but you can look at it the way you want because I know you're gonna be, you're gonna be Eric on this. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> just gonna be Eric. Um, also, I am not a fan of the clash at the Coliseum for NASCAR. Why? I just I don't. So what's the difference between that and Bristol Dirt? Bristol Dirt's an actual racetrack. There's banking. This is like a go-kart track that they play bumper cars on. It's just, it's hard to watch on TV. I will watch it because it's the only thing on on Sunday and I'm not watching the Pro Bowl flag football bullshit. You're not going to watch all the, like, that can be a noogie too. I mean, yeah, that, I'll like let this, you have that one. Because I, I, Pro Bowl is, I, I am so far beyond on yeah. the Pro Bowl. I, I don't even have, a I do, I do it. like that they have Peyton and Eli going against each other because I think that's going to just be comedic. Oh, I'm, I, I think, other than that, I'm glad I, I do got to give the NFL credit for finally just embracing how bad it, it right. sucks. But I will say it's embarrassing though when the number one sport in the country has the worst All Star game and it's not even close. Because did you did you see the thing about Josh Allen that he he's not playing in the Pro Bowl to go play at Pebble Beach Pro Am? I don't blame him. Right? <laughs> Fuck. And they for the replacement for him. They have Tyler Huntley, who threw two touchdowns this year. I just, like I said, I'm I, I'm glad that they're embracing the suck. Right. Because that's I, the only saving grace to it. Yeah. Is that they're finally embracing, like, you know, because it was glorified flag football the way it was. Yeah. And maybe we'll get some, like, Elton Jenkins 
30-yard catch touchdown or something like that. That's all I can hope for at this mm-hmm. point. That's the only thing that I guess thing I think that makes this stomachable. The only thing that I like I liked bef- like before was the QB arm strength contest. Like you watch all the videos on Facebook from like 2001, 2002 with oh, Brett, sure. Brett Favre, Drew Bledsoe. You have Jim Harbaugh, right? Wearing it was he? A, it was his Ravens jersey. No, it was Colts, wasn't it? Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I was gonna say. And you got Matt Hasselbeck, Mike up and Mark Brunell, <laughs> Mark I mean, Bulger. Yeah, all those guys, and they're just you know. Just I do, the, I do agree. I did like that, but that was that was really about it. But yeah, it's it's really embarrassing that the NFL, like I said, they have the worst All Star game, and it's like I said, it's not even close. No. I mean, in the NBA, All-Star Game's a joke and a half, too. But, it, again, they embrace the suck, and you know what to expect. But you you know the three-point contest is going to be good. Usually the skills challenge is pretty good. And the dunk the, contest has gone downhill. But... Yeah, the dunk contest, depending on who you have, is okay. Yeah, I mean... Because but... the dunk contest used to be good. The dunk contest was the most watch event. Like, I didn't even give yeah. a shit about the actual All-Star Game. No. I would rather watch, like, the... I'll still go back and watch the Vince Carter one. The Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, or even even the recent one of Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, but that's still almost five, six years ago. That's insane. That's 20, I feel 2017, old. wasn't it? 2017, 2018? 2018, 2019, maybe. I don't know. It's, but, a, it's a while ago already. But yeah, that makes me feel old. Right. Um, yeah, so I like I said, I, I had a lot of stuff I was amped up on. I, I don't love, like I said, I didn't love the idea of the Royal Rumble with Cody being announced. And I, I know we've touched on that already, so I'm not going to harp mm-hmm. on that too much. But, yeah, I had a lot to say. Sean, what's your negatives? Your noogies? I think I, ju- I think I just went on some with you, and I think that was about, about all I had, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a more positive last two weeks. Eh, Could have been worse. <laughs> All right. Um, next topic here, as we kind of go through what we usually do, we've got our Wisconsin web weird web story of the week. Uh, this week, just really simple one. I mean, staying in the world of sports for once, we've got the high school announcer. And I, I got to give this credit. This isn't necessarily a weird story, but just that you don't see it. Right. Um, as I just got done bashing officials. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. There's more to that. I think the NFL needs full-time officials instead of lawyers who are 60 trying to keep up with the game because I don't think they can. But, no, high school officials are volunteer, and you get some nasty shit going towards them. But um, I can't remember who the opponents were. I know it was at Germantown, but I don't think Germantown was playing in the game Uh, over, I think it was this last weekend, but a high school basketball PA announcer going viral for telling the crowd to shut up as they were taunting and heckling these referees who made a controversial, I'll be correct call. Mm-hmm. There correct was definitely call. a foul. Um, and then especially in Wisconsin's high school sports where you don't have instant replay to determine it, you have to go on eye test. You have three officials. That's the nature of the game. And for all the parents and students who definitely went over the line, Mm-hmm. The PA announcer reminding them to sh- a shut up and b if they're gonna bitch. He's not his words, my words. But if you're gonna <laughs> bitch, the WIA does offer. You know anybody can be an official. 
I'm a certified official, where I was. I get to renew it every year, and I haven't done that in a while. But um, I'm a, I've, I was a certified official during college. It was a good way to make money on the weekends mm-hmm. for youth tournaments. Mm-hmm. And if you're a college student or a high school student, you can get, I think the WIA doesn't make you pay. Right. Pretty sure it's a free class. I think so. And then just to keep, you know, if you want to get to a varsity level, eventually you have to, uh, you have to go to some camps or whatever, some of the workshops or whatever to get your levels up. But it's a, I mean, you can make decent money doing Mm -hmm. it. It's not the worst way to spend a Tuesday, Thursday night. And again, you kind of realize how tough it can be. You don't see everything. You try to, but you don't. And given that that's a different level than the NFL. <laughs> um, I agree. I don't, I, you know, when it gets to that level, I think it, you know, there's a time where it needs to stop. Right. And yeah, bad luck for I, those I think, fans. I think everything's gone, gone that way with parents getting, I shouldn't see parents should be involved, but they should. Sh- how do I want to put this? I don't I'm really curious. We're going with this. Parents don't need to coach from the sidelines. They let they need to let the coach play, the players play, and the refs do their thing. I'm gonna add on to that. I think parents that, parents need to realize and just take a step, like I think you said, take a step back. And yes, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of things going on in in the amateur sports between AAU and the rise of AAU and trying to get scholarships and trying to get NIL money and all that. And I I get, you know, putting more pressure, not saying it's right, but I get how it, it mm-hmm. it's gotten to that. Yes. But at the same time, like, you got to chill. Like, right, exactly. That That's just, there's ways to go about it. There's there's ways not to. And you're, was... you're, you're, you're embarrassing your kids in, is what, is what well, I, and I, I, I'm going to go, I mean, I'm sure I'm not going to name any names, but I'm sure you can think of parents that you hated when they came to your road games or even your home games because you knew not necessarily your own parents, but your buddies, parents or whatever who would sit there and just bitch and bitch mm-hmm. and bitch. And shout out to my dad. Shout out to David. If you're listening, um, he went for basketball games. He went to the top corner of the gym, sat by himself with maybe, you know, two, three other parents, football games, him and Brett Zahn would go on the far side of the, the bleachers on the fence. Yep. I stood next to your dad multiple times. And that's where he studied. He didn't want to be in the bleachers. And I don't blame him one bit. Nope. I don't want to be in the bleachers when when I have kids. I'm going to be as far away as I can just to be, you know, I'm there. But it's going to be about it. Yeah. Don't not going to say anything. Not going to, I don't know. I dealt with enough enough stuff like that growing up. So I don't, I don't need my kid going through there. No. So anyway. Positives, negatives. What's weird? We've got. We don't have trivia tonight because Sean is not here. So obviously, if we can't do trivia one on one, because right. it would be you, fair. Because you cheat. I would. I would never. She but we should, do have a draft. You should have recorded and we play the recording. That would have been the way to do this. Oh yeah, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> Next time. Next, Next time. time. Yeah, and if she's ever, if she ever has to miss again. Well, okay. Um. Anyway, but her. I'm kind of. I. I'm kind of glad she's not here because the trivia that she was going to have this week was going to be WWE theme songs. And we kind of determined that our draft was going to be the best WWE theme songs mm-hmm. or entrance songs. Right. Um, so, Sean, I'm going to give you as the visitor 
I'm going to give you the option. I'm going to flip a coin through no, Siri. I get, I get, are we doing theme songs or en- like entrance music or entrances? Or is that they going to be kind of entwined? I will say you can do it however you want. However I want. Okay. We'll do five. So we'll kind of rapid fire this. Usually by when we do these, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. We have them like we've gone through it three times. Yeah. Because we do like a pre-meeting to kind of figure it out. So we're not sitting here. Uh, yep. And then we do it on video and then we do it in the, pod- in the yeah. podcast. So if you ever hear our, our answers be a little bit different on the podcast versus the TikTok, that's why. But Sean and I did not, pre- Sean and I did not prepare this. Nope. We'll go and up. we're going to go rogue. Going cold turkey into this. And I think we're going to have fun with this. So, Sean. Heads. I haven't even. Oh, you said you were going to flip a coin. Flip a coin. That's that's not a coin. <laughs> flip a coin. Flip a coin. Oh, this is working really good. It is heads. <laughs> so, I'll let Winner. you go first. Okay. Uh, entrance slash entrance music slash theme, whatever you want to do. Okay. My number one, I'm going Goldberg. I'm going Goldberg's entrance. Okay. The whole, like, the walk-up from the Spark- locker. Sparkler. Yeah, walk-up from the locker. Sparklers. Blow- him inhaling the smoke and blowing the smoke out. And, okay. Yeah, that's always been one of my favorites. Okay. I- I'm not mad at that. I, I figured you were going to go that route. Um, I'm going to go... If we're doing a draft, you know, I got to go with, like, the best option, right? It's not necessarily my- one of my... I mean, it is one of my favorites. Also, mm-hmm. iconic. You got to go The Undertaker. The Dead Man Undertaker, not not American. I mean, American Badass is pretty good American too. American Badass was always good, too, but, but the true, the Dead Man, the mm-hmm. the dawn, you know, the bell, yep. the the smoke, the you know, sometimes you had like the druids or whatever. Yep. You had the slow walk out. It cannot be beat. The dark lighting. Uh, so that's my number one. My number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you hear that glass shatter and you know it instantly. Yep. What's about to go down? So, uh, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin for me. Sean, you're back on the board. Um, I'm gonna go Kane. What? Any particular version? No, 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 really particular version. Just whenever he hits the flame or the flames hit coming out, and then he gets to the ring and the flames come out of the post. Sure. It's always and the, and the song is really good too. His his theme songs always. Or, Entrance music. And I feel like we could probably do 10 of these because I have so many there. Yeah, I got, a, I got a lot of them that are popping into my head. Um, I can't think okay. of what Kane's actual entrance music was, though. What song it was. Uh, let me look here. Semi Oh, shit. Semi light songs. Of course it is. While Sean's doing that, I got to yeah, tell I... a story. There was, we recently had a bonfire, not recently, I guess, but we had a bonfire at Sean's house and the, the Root for Wisconsin women were just amazed that we were just sitting there listening to theme songs. And we could name entrance songs. Every, everybody. Just the useless knowledge. Yeah, yeah. It was it's bad. Where'd it go? So while you're looking for that, do you have yeah. your third pick? Um oh gosh. I'm gonna go Batista. Okay. The I walk I walk alone. It's a good one. Yeah, that was always one of my favorites, and then coming out and all the fire. I like I like the fireworks. Sure, that was always one of my favorites. So, all right, uh, my third pick. I'm gonna use Christian, his theme song, uh, or entrance song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, 
No. But you gotta a you respect it. Oh, Kane's was slow chemical by okay. Um, finger eleven, which is always good. So, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so Christians was just close your eyes, story of the year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just every time like ever made like a like a created wrestler in a video game, it was always that music. No matter who I had, cannot be beat. Um, my fourth pick. I gotta say John Cena during the not I'm not gonna use Thugonomics. Oh, that was although good. that is a great one too. It's always good. Um, but just the the hustle, loyalty, respect. Yeah. Uh, ruthless aggression, Cena. Just again, you hear that, you know him rapping it. You can hear, you know, you hear all the memes or whatever. You instantly know mm-hmm. it's John Cena. All right, so that's, his name is John Cena. Yeah. So that's four. Sean, back on the board. I really can't believe you let this fall to me. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I'm going to be really upset about it, but I'm, go ahead. It's got to be Edge. Oh, no, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, really? Oh, with Metalingus? Oh, that is a good one. That's always, yeah. That That's always the best, one of the better We're ones. firing through these pretty quick. Let's just do 10. We're going to do 10? Okay. Because um, five seems like not enough. Because we're on five already, aren't we? Yeah, that was five. So five and six for you. Oh, no, that was four. Oh, was well, it? still. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You had one, I had... two, three. Yep, four, five. So okay. go ahead. Um, I'm going to go DX. Oh, that's a good one, too. Because that's always, yeah, that's just one of the best ones. I feel bad that Sean is, like, not here to videotape this because, like, she would have to do so much work. So I'm kind of glad she's not here for this because we're just all over the place. But Yeah, we are. But... Um. Another one, uh, I gotta go. The the Hardys with the tag team, like okay. one that they had. Yep. You instantly know once that drum hits. Mm-hmm. Team Extreme. Uh, that one, and then just a song, another one that a, a guy that I don't never really loved as a wrestler, but just the music. Baron Corbin's Bad Wolf song. Nah. You can have that one. I thought it was really good. It's on it's on my regular Spotify playlist. Every once in a while I'll hear it and I'm like, oh, that's right. This is douchebag Corbin. <laughs> Bum ass Corbin. Right. All right. So Sean back on the board. Going, going Ray Mysterio. Which one? The Booyaka Booyaka. Or was it Booyaka Booyaka? When he jumped out of the floor? No, that was well, yeah, I think he had that for like a minute too, but he also had the Hoop that jump. Yep, up. that one. That one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna go. And okay, here's an. I'm gonna go with the because I got two right in a row, right? Yep. I'm gonna go Bray Wyatt when oh. he Wyatt family Bray Wyatt. Yep. Any Bray Wyatt entrance has always been great. Yeah, that's always it's always been good. So that was seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. I know I got two. I got four more yet to do, um, but I got two here. Yeah, you got two in a row. So, I'm going to do Shinsuke Nakamura, the violin, yep. and then John a... Moxley's AEW. I know we haven't gotten into whole. We've been pretty strictly WWE, mm-hmm. but John Moxley's AEW uh, wild thing with like the the Major League Two version, mm-hmm. when he comes from the crowd. One of the best going on right now. Um. 
Yeah, I I agree. I forgot about I forgot about that one. I'm just trying to go go through some here. I'm trying to think. Um another iconic one that is sexy boy Shawn Michaels. Mm, yeah. That's always one that anytime you hear that one it was always it was always good. Mm-hmm. He had it for forever. Right. He's he's one of the guys that really didn't change. And then my back to back I'm going with um King of Kings by Triple H or by Oh yeah, the Triple H one by um what who's it by? Motorhead. Yep. That's is that 10 for you or is that 8 for you? I think that's 8. So I got to do it and then you're back to finish, right? Yeah. 1 yeah. 2 3 or 1 1 Fuck it. Right. Yeah, just do two more. Um just do two in a row and then I got one left. Yeah. I'm going to do I got to say CM Punk yeah. but not Cult's personality. No. His I can't even remember the, the band. Ori- the original one? The original one. This Fire Burns. Oh, mm. uh, God. What the hell is the name of the band? Got nothing for you. Oh, I, I have it saved. I got nothing for you on that one. Kill Switch Engage. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, that's a great one. And then last one. There's so many. Yeah, there's 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 so many that are popping in my head now that we totally forgot about that are iconic. Go Bret Hart. Yeah, that's the that Bret was... Hart with the guitar. Mm-hmm. So that so you got one more yet? Yeah, I'm gonna go Randy Orton's voices. Yep. So that's our draft. Um, if you've stuck through this far, congrats. Right. We, um, were, we went through that pretty quick. Though. That was that's true. Pretty quick. Oh. <laughs> Here's another one, a real American Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, that was always well, and one that's. I mean, I I'm really kind of pissed off at myself because I forgot about this one. Cody Rhodes' American Nightmare. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. Dusty Dusty Rhodes's, or oh, what was it? <sighs> nah, I can't think of what his how his went. I know it started like America yeah. Dream Dream. <laughs> I'm surprised okay. he didn't go with Sting. The entrance. He, he didn't really have. I don't think. The music was never that great. No. But just the entrance itself. Yeah, but he. The only time his entrances were actually good was when he came from the Raptors. Yeah. And that wasn't actually, like, an entrance. He just kind of did it. That's fair. I'll, get, just, I'll concede that. Or we, oh, we forgot all about NWO. That was always good ones. Wolfpack NWO. I was just like, I mean, there's so many that I was even thinking about like now, like Finn Balor's, um, the heartbeat with the demon, and uh, even Ricochet's. Not his new one. I don't love his new one, but no, his his, yeah, uh, his one ring. and only. Yeah, we forgot about Eddie Guerrero coming out with the, the lowrider. Lowrider. I had to explain that to Shauna when Rey Mysterio came out because I was. She had never watched the Royal Rumble before, and mm-hmm. she like knew the. She kind of got the concept of it, but I showed her the 2006 Royal Rumble with Rey Mysterio. She's like, "Why is he in a car?" I'm like, "Oh, Shauna." Yeah. Anyway. RVDs. Oh, kind. Yep. So many. Yeah, there's so many. Anyway, so another kind of shameless plug for RPW. <laughs> 
Uh, tickets, like yeah. I said, still available. Big Apple Bar and Grill, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, Saturday night. Be there. Be square. I know. I'm, I'm still having more pop in my head. So. I know. <laughs> uh, back to the sports world. And Bucks finally healthy. And kind of getting the time of where they're actually worth watching. Almost. Yeah, almost. Uh, college basketball is in the heart of the season. Badgers are up at the half over Ohio State right now. The Green Bay men did have to end up firing Will Ryan in midseason, which seemed like a long time coming. I'm surprised, given Green Bay, uh, their track record, that they made the move in season. But I guess to try to maybe jolt the team a little bit, whatever. They have three coaches in the active staff now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's just... It's amazing, like, the difference between two teams within the same school, between the men and the women. Oh, I can only imagine. Like, the women, and this is a credit. So, first of all, Kevin Borseth is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. I love working with him when I was at school. I love, you know, I don't really work with him one-on-one. But I know, you know, being the radio producer, the time that he gives our radio program for both the coaches' shows and pregame interviews every game... And the questions that he answers doesn't hold anything back. You know, you're getting a very genuine um, answer. And just, I mean, just a, like I said, great human being. I love Kevin Borseth. He's always got assistants coming through. He's got a couple that have stayed for a longer time. But he's always got new assistants because they're always getting jobs. Whether that be, uh, you know, Ali LeClaire, who is now coaching, at, you know, in in the coaching ranks in Illinois, not at the University of Illinois, but um, I believe she's at SIU Edwardsville. Um, but she's been one that's been recent. Um, you've had, I can't remember her name, but she's the girls basketball or women's basketball coach at St. Norbert. You've seen people go come and go um, through the program and you always have different graduate assistants because they'll come and they'll get a job and then they'll, you know, once they do their stint, they go take a different job and they go up the climbing, you know, the tree. So the the Kevin Borseth coaching tree is nothing short of amazing. And Megan Vogel, who's the assistant head coach, uh, is another one of those coaches who also is one of the embodiments of Green Bay basketball and does a great job with the program. And you have such a strong tradition there. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, they haven't, you know, it's weird, you know, you say this like it's it's a bad thing. They haven't won a conference championship regular season since 2018, 2019, which is only like four years, right? Mm-hmm. But given that they won 20-some-odd straight, that's a big deal. The rest of the Horizon League has gotten better. But when that happens, Green Bay is still a top two or three team every year. Right now, they're right in the thick of a battle. I think they're technically the number one seed in the conference, so they're in position to control their own destiny and win the conference outright as the regular season champion. Obviously, for women's basketball, it's kind of the same as men's basketball. It doesn't matter because you have to win the conference tournament that NCAA birth. But just, again, kind of showing the resiliency and the tradition of the Green Bay women's program. Once again, just, you know, everybody kind of writes off, oh, is Kevin Borseth, you know, the time to get a different coach? Is it, is it, is it not the same message anymore? And then once again, back at the top of the conference – in a very good mid-major program conference in women's basketball. I mean, the Horizon League is 
one of the best. I think the only one I can think of that's in that same conversation is, and I can't even think of the name of the conference. I think it's, a, I'm not even, I think it's the summit. Wherever South Dakota State and North Dakota State play mm-hmm. is another great conference. I have no idea. But for women's mid-major basketball, you have Green Bay, you have Cleveland State, who Green Bay blew out of the water two weeks ago, or two, three weeks ago. Um, Youngstown State's really good. IUPUI has always been pretty good. So all these schools that are just perennial top of the conference coming after Green Bay and have made that jump. Northern Kentucky, another one of those schools. Uh, Milwaukee taking Green Bay to the to the wire the second time they played. Beat Green Bay the first time they played. Um, just a great conference. But then you have the men's basketball team, which since firing Link Darner after a very successful – I mean, they had the 2018-2019 season – they had a very good season. Um, they went to the CIT t- championship game. So not like the NCAA or even mm-hmm. the NIT, but they went to the CIT tournament championship game against Marshall. And then, you know, every year he always had a top four finish in the conference. And then they fired him in the 2019-2020 season. And Will Ryan just never got that going. But every, you know, you get a decent coach, you get a, you know, a tournament appearance or something like that. And then they just, it never has that same high standard to the point where Will Ryan went like 15 and 61, I think over the last two and a half years. And, and people are calling for green Bay men's basketball to go D two. Yeah. Which, well, it's not going to happen. No, it just, it won't considering all the other sports that are D one. And I mean, green Bay volleyball has always been pretty good. Green Bay softball has been pretty good for, you know, for rising standards. And, um, the women's basketball team sure shit is not going D1 or D2. No, gosh, no. So it's not going to happen, but just one of those, again, amazing just duality of programs. Mm-hmm. You've got one program, one part of the building that's just clicking on all cylinders, and you've got another program that's looking for their third head coach since 2019. Yeah. And not that it was like Darner's fault. I, you know, that that is what it is, but just uh, the nature of the beast right so college basketball badgers um kind of an interesting time for the badgers they are up at half they do you know depending on which bracketology you're looking at they're either first four out or last four in they've kind of fallen on some hard times with injuries and struggle a little bit in big 10 play but i mean i feel like they'll figure it out they'll they're built for march and right They'll make a nice run here between the end of February and March and make a you know win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, sneak their way in. Marquette doing their thing. They just had a big win over Villanova the other night. And I gotta say, Milwaukee Panthers men's basketball, top of the conference in the Horizon League. That's all I'm gonna say about them because fuck them. But <laughs> uh, yeah, college bas- I guess the college basketball is kind of getting to the point where you've got to start watching now. Yeah. You're starting to get the rivalries. They just had a top 10 Kansas-Kansas State game the other night. I don't even know what the outcome was, but I know that it's kind of getting that time. Once once February rolls around, it's okay. We're a month out. We're going to start seeing Duke-UNC, which is going to be weird this year because there's no Coach K, no Coach Williams, no Coach right. Smith. But That's going to be the weirdest thing. But it doesn't matter because it's still mm-hmm. the Tobacco Road rivalry. Yeah. So... I'm excited. College basketball is in in sway here. Um, pitchers and catchers report, I think, next week or two weeks from now. Already? The Brewers truck just loaded up and left for Phoenix yep. yesterday. So 
spring training baseball for all the haters on the show. Spring training baseball is coming back. And you've got the two perfect people to talk about it right here. Um, Brewers kind of quiet last couple of weeks. They did agree to a couple minor league deals, including Monte Harrison is back in the swing. Monte Harrison, for those of you who don't know, and Sean was looking at me kind of puzzled why I'm even well, mentioning him. Yeah. He was part of the Christian Yelich trade mm-hmm. that the Brewers sent to Miami. Um, he's bounced around a little bit in the minor league or the the ranks. I think he was with the Marlins, then they DFA'd him, and then he played, I think, 18 games with the Angels this last season in the major league level. Uh, high strikeout numbers, but a good power speed guy. And back home with the home team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. baseball's coming quick. Yep. World Baseball Classic this year. Excited for that. So spring training is going to start a little bit earlier because they got to take the pause for the WBC, um, which we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about more as it gets yeah. closer. Uh, the odds came on. I think the U.S. is the number two favorite behind the DR to win it. Probably. As the that reigning champions. Um, I do love the WBC. Do they got odds for World Series yet? I believe so. I mean, I'm pretty sure those those are always constant. Well, I think so too. But... Um. So as of now, with spring training not starting, World Series odds. You got to figure the Astros got to be number one. So your futures for the for the MLB. You've got Astros are plus seven hundred or plus six fifty current per bet MGM. Uh, Yankees are tied at plus 650. Then the Dodgers and Mets at plus 750. Braves at plus 1,000. Potters plus 1,000. I'm going to skip a few. Brewers are plus 4,000 right now. Hmm. So if you're feeling bold. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. I mean, I love spending money. Stupid. We know this. True. I joined the <laughs> I joined the, the Groundhog Club out of Puxatawney, Pennsylvania today for $15. I love spending money. Stupid. But. Like I said, if you're feeling the Brewers, by all means. I was gonna, I was gonna say Phillies this year. That that was, you you went pretty far, and you didn't say the Phillies and the. The Phillies are plus fourteen. They were literally the next. They team. were I stopped oh, at that okay. point. They're plus fourteen hundred. Mariners and Blue Jays are right around there. The White Sox plus twenty five hundred. Cardinals plus twenty five hundred. The Rays plus twenty five hundred. The Angels plus four thousand. Wow. And if you're really feeling bold and you just have no regard for Baltimore money, Orioles, Baltimore is actually not the team I was going to mention. Baltimore Orioles are plus 6,600. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is also not the lowest. I was going to go with the Washington Nationals who oh. are plus 50,000. <laughs> you put a dollar on them, see what happens. Or the Athletics. The Athletics are right around there. The Reds plus 25,000. I can see the Reds being sneaky good this year. Shout out to our Ohio listeners. Right. I I just for some reason they're they're just sneaky every year and they get those guys that Well look at how good Scooter Jeanette was with them for so right. long. Like Right, that's exactly it. Who was Sonny Gray this year? Right? He played for them? Did he play for Not them? Not this year. Are you sure? I don't think so. Hey, I could be wrong. And I thought Sonny Gray was a twin this year. Oh yeah, he was. You are right. I know. But that who's who's the fireballer that that got drafted? Hunter Green. Yep. He's got another year. I mean, I think I just feel like they're gonna be sneaky this year. They're gonna be the team to worry about. 
in the in the division. They're not plus fifty thousand worth putting more than a couple bucks on. No. But yeah, why not? But they could be a sneaky wild card team. So that's our baseball talk. Um, we you know we already talked. We talked baseball twice today. Good for us. Yep. Talked Tim Brawlers and Brewers slash MLB slash World Baseball Classic. Um, not a whole lot going on, on the Badger football front. Just beyond the fact that recruits keep signing, and as you know, we're gonna post the some new shirts came in from Wisconsin Clothing Company for the Bat Signal. Oh, really? Uh, you can turn around and see those, Sean. Um, nice. Luke Fickle tweets out the Badger fans with a picture of Camp Randall anytime that there's a recruit or a commitment from a transfer. That's the bat signal to know somebody signed. And nice. so Wisconsin Clothing Company hooking us up. I shouldn't say hooking us up. I bought the shirts. But uh, new release from Wisconsin Clothing Company comes in black and red. They're pretty sweet shirts. And like I said, we'll post them on social media. Uh, our social media person is not currently here. Way to go, Sean. I didn't do it. Um, so our social media editor, not here. So that will be posted. I had it temporarily posted earlier today, but I am not a social media editor or a very good one anyway. I'm struggling. Just put it on the chair. Oh boy. So we'll have those posted um, and a link to their page. Got to shout them out. Wisconsin Clothing Company. Those are cool shirts. Yep. So. Uh, they've they got. Lot, they have a lot of. Cool they have merch. a lot of cool merch. Uh, bought my op hat. If so, if you ever mm-hmm. seen me wear that hat, it's got the, like the leather patch on the front uh, with op on it. Another Wisconsin Clothing Company product. Uh, they've got pull tab investor shirts. Just a bunch of different stuff. No free ads, but free ad for them. Um. So I guess that really Sean leads us to NFL talk, and first got to address the elephant in the room, which is. You know, with today being Groundhog Day, it just feels like we're, con- you know, the movie, Bill Murray. It's just constant, like, repeating. Mm-hmm. And it kind it's of... Gonna fe- be, it's going to be like this till we find an answer. Yeah. So, as mentioned earlier by Mr. Schefter, the reports coming that the Packers would, quote, prefer to move on from Rodgers, um, which is contrary to everything they said to the media publicly... I kind of wanted to ask you your thoughts on that, Sean, on on if you think that is the case. Not necessarily if you think that they should or shouldn't, but what to you would indicate, obviously, other until a trade happens or doesn't happen. But is there anything that indicates to you one way or the other from what we've seen not, transpire? I wouldn't say not from what we've seen. In my, oh, I mentioned this before. I think he's going to get traded, but I don't think there's anything saying, "Oh my God, we got, we're going to get rid of him. We can't, we can't do this anymore." Anything, anything that way. But so I mean, I got to ask, and I, I think we've talked about this, but just I, I've put so much thought into this, especially once that report came out on Sunday. I don't get, you know, if that's if that's the case. Why is Jordan Love not playing that six-game stretch then? When Rodgers had the thumb. Because that's that's a coach's decision ultimately. Well, and that's that's you know But you I don't know. I don't think at that time you, you this is what you thought. You, but what what changes then between between then and now where if you I mean if you're looking at the financial side of things it makes the most sense to keep him. 
To keep Rogers, that is. Of course it does. So what has changed between that six week span between the injury of week 11 or week five in London until the bye week, really, when we saw him kind of get healthy, what, what changed where they could have sat him technically at any point in that due to the injury, they should have sat him. I don't, I I've gone on record saying, I don't technically Mm -hmm. disagree. I, I get on a week by week basis. You go with the quote unquote person who gives you the best chance to win, which we we saw we, it. We saw it on Sunday with a one one legged Mahomes. They gave you the best chance, probably, right? Probably the. Th- I I seen something from, who was it? Um, Nick, the LeBron guy. Nick 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 Wright. Nick Wright said Patrick Mahomes on one leg was the third best quarterback in the league. But yeah, so that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Then is if that's the belief in the building that broken throwing thumb Aaron Rodgers was the best option. And financially speaking, it makes sense to keep him. What's the report then? You know what I mean? So like what what I think is I think if they do trade him, I think they draft a quarterback this year. They draft one of these what do you want to say top you want to go 3 or you want to go 4? Well, you're probably not getting Levitt. You're not getting Stroud. You're you're saying you're saying you offer who do you who do you want to who's three? Is well, you're probably gonna have to go to pick. You got you're two. probably looking at the Jets as probably the first option. Yeah, that's thirteen. I'm pretty sure. So. But you're you're talking do you give up thirteen and fifteen for number let's just throw seven out. So how so you uh, you uh, you get the your first round pick for Aaron Rodgers, first and a second, just just sure. to throw that out there. You get, just say we're going to the Jets. You get thirteen, and we have fifteen. Do you trade thirteen and fifteen for seven, and give it to like whoever's up yeah, there? Wh- whoever whoever's at that, I think it's is it the Raiders? I don't I don't even know. But uh, that's that's the way that I think because I, but I don't know if seven's going to get you to get one of those top three guys. But you might get Levitt at that point. You're not getting Stroud. And you're Levis. not getting whatever. You're not getting Stroud, and you know you're not getting Bryce Young. Bryce, yeah. So you're looking at the kid from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and there's the kid from Florida who's at the end too. Yeah, and then there's a kid from Tennessee that everybody's talking about too. Uh, seven would be the Vegas Raiders. Yes. So right now your current draft order: Chicago, who's not taking quarterback. Houston, who see, probably I, is. I seen Chicago trading Justin Fields. For some stupid reason, Chicago trading Justin Fields and getting and drafting one of these guys, which makes absolutely no sense in my head. But well, I don't think Justin. Fe- I mean, I don't think Justin Fields is the quarterback of their future. Oh, I think by any is. means, I think he's a run- he, he's he's what we always said that Lamar Jackson. He's a running back that occasionally throws. Sure. But I'm just looking at this draft. Houston's taking quarterback. Yep. You know, they're probably taking Caleb Stroud unless somebody yep. moves up. Which Arizona. I, which I could see somebody like Arizona or just say Indianapolis jump into one. Sure. And drafting. Because I, I don't know. Arizona may or may not need one. Yeah, depending on, um, depending on what you think about the quarterback position there. 
Indianapolis definitely needs a quarterback. Yep. Five is Seattle. I would say they're relatively set. I don't, you know, not that Geno Smith is the answer long term, but I see them trading down to somebody who does need a quarterback. Sure. Uh, pick six, you're looking at Detroit, which I don't think they need one. They don't need one. The Raiders do at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons do probably. No, they took Desmond Ritter this last. This last. Uh, the Panthers at nine. Yeah. Need a quarterback. The Eagles at ten don't. No. The Titans at eleven probably no they don't because they just took uh Malik Willis. Willis. Houston at twelve again they're taking quarterback number two, so they probably don't need one here. Um, the Jets at 13 and you're already talking about possibly trading for that just directly for that pick. So I don't know. That's just, I, or I've seen other stuff where they're trading Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco for Trey Lance and some Rodgers did say that's not happening today. No, I figured that was, (laughs) he said that at the, the pro-am that would not happen. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, I think the Packers have gone, and I think, you know, when you look at these kind of situations, there's no chance in hell he's being traded in the NFC. No. So Even even with Tom Brady retiring now and throwing that other open spot in Tampa Bay now. Right. So you're you're basically looking at, I mean, let's look at those teams. I mean, the Colts, maybe, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think you have the long-term capital. I mean, you could pick four, but... If you really believe Jordan loves the guy and you want to move on, you don't need pick four. Right. Well, you could, but that'd be a that'd be a stud defensive defensive pass <clears throat> rusher. Sure. Because you figure that's either the dude from Alabama or Georgia, one of the one of the two sure. main, main so, guys. Do we need another Georgia Bulldog defender? Yes. Well, we'll take the Alabama guy. <laughs> what is um, it, Will Anderson? I, I believe think so, name. yeah. Um so you look at like who needs quarterbacks though at that point. You look at the Jets, which has been getting a lot of buzz, especially with Nathaniel Hackett getting hired there. Mm-hmm. It's just all smoke. And then you look at the Raiders, the Raiders because of Devontae. Which did you see his tweet? I did. Devontae is... tweeting. Somebody tweeted. Um, he didn't ask me anything. He said, "Where's Aaron Rodgers' uh, neighborhood next year?" Whatever he said, mine. So. That that leads to some speculation. Obviously, it's a very you know it's a very attractive job. I think in the mm-hmm. sense that you get Josh McDaniel in year two, but I, I gotta say at the same time though, I don't think it's that attractive of a spot either though. No, I agree with you. There. Because you've got KC, so you're gonna have a hard time winning the division outright. You've got the Chargers, who were a playoff team this year again, barely, but a playoff team this year again. And then you've got the Broncos, which want to be a playoff team. I mean, they've spent enough picks between the Russell Wilson trade and oh, now that, the that Deshaun was, Payton trade. That was supposed to be my nogi too. I know. But I forgot about it. My bad. Um, but they've spent enough picks in the last two se- off-seasons now to make that situation okay. work. Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. Bring your Wisconsin boy back. God, I hope not. <laughs> But but in all seriousness though, yeah, I, know. I mean you're going to be in a division. That divi- that's probably one of the best divisions. Yeah, the div- and all the defenses are stacked. Mm-hmm. 
with individual talent. I mean, not that they're, you know, anybody. Yep. There's not like any top two defenses no. or top, you know, right. five defenses, but all individually stacked. And again, you know, you you look at it from an analytical, you're probably going to be the third best quarterback in that mm-hmm. or second, maybe. I'd say third. I feel like Herbert's going to take another big step forward this year. So you're looking, you're kind of screwed there. And personally, I'm going to go on record saying I think you're kind of fucked in New New York too. I don't think that's a win situation either because you've got Josh Allen, you got to play him twice. Mm-hmm. You've got to play Tua twice, and not that Tua is great, but I think Mike McDaniel's a good coach, and he'll make Tua good enough. We saw how the Packers struggled against them. Still beat them though. They did, but we saw them struggle. And I would say that the receivers in Green Bay are better than what's out in New York right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say better than Miami. Okay. No, no, absolutely not. But the weapons around you are better here than they would be in New York. So with that, and then you're looking at the Patriots, which say what you want about Mac Jones, whether you not think he's the option or not. But again, you're looking at second, third quarterback in that division. Right. So the, the only the only place that would the Colts is the only one I can think of that would be kind of legitimate. Or do you think Tennessee? That that's the only. But that, that any anyone in that division, I would I would say. But well, not Houston. He's not going to a rebuild. No, not going to Houston. And the Jags are set. Yeah, Jags. Are, I'm trying to. That's another. So you've got the Jags, the Texans, mm-hmm. and then Colts and Titans. Right. So maybe those two, I guess, but I don't think either one of them have the draft capital to make a deal worth it. I was going to say the only the only place that would make sense is the NFC South with any of those teams, but you're not going to no, no, trade them in the NFC. Once the again. Titans pick 11, I guess, that you could maybe have a conversation with, but I don't think their weapons are anything special either. I mean, you no. got Derrick Henry, but eventually that train's going to fall off. Right. And you, I mean, depending on how you really feel about Traylon Burks. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think, you know, Aaron's always been very vocal about the grass isn't always greener. And maybe it's not his decision to make about, you know, staying or going. Maybe it's his decision about playing versus not playing, Mm -hmm. which I still think is the, the big, the big decision. I, I think it makes the most sense for him to stay here. I think the weapons and the chemistry with the guys they've got here, I think they run it back one more year. I think you you you're not that far off the salary cap with the new yeah, 16, cap, sixteen million. million it it sucks. It's not a great place to be. It's very doable though, mm-hmm. especially when you get that Rogers contract. If because he's already mentioned if he's going to play, it's going to be a restructure. So you probably can knock off ten there alone. So he does that, and it, it just gets pushed off to the next two or three years, right? Um, depending on how you do it, you can kind of do it to where that's like a bonus money and it doesn't count towards the cap and it's like a roster bonus or a player bonus. Gotcha. Cause that's his current cap. It's only 31 million the way it is. If only, he plays only, well, given what other guys like Mahomes and all those guys, I mean, this is still a guy who won two MVPs. Technically the reigning MVP still, he won't be next week, <laughs> but a guy oh. who. Who still is the reigning back-to-back MVP? This this is what I wanted to bring up too. Is I know this is your guy. This is 
Kenny Clark I'm going to talk about here. Sure. I was watching the Chiefs-Bengals game Sunday. It made you, watching Chris Jones, made you think that's what Kenny Clark needs to be for. And the difference in that, I looked this up because I, I was prepared for this, is okay. like two two or three million dollars difference. Chris Jones has paid twenty million, and Kenny Clark is at like seventeen and a half or seventeen. And just watching that game, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "Why we're paying Kenny Clark all this money, and he he's not doing what Chris Chris Jones was getting double and triple teamed, and he was still making an impact compared to what Kenny Clark was doing." And it was just, it was very frustrating to watch watching that, being a Packer fan, and knowing we have so much money tied up in Kenny Clark. Yeah, I would, I would, I can get on that conversation. I think, you know, when you look at these, where they, the salary cap is with that 16 million over and having to, you know, you're looking at cuts and restructures, right? Well, they just got 16 million. So, because his salary cap went up. Right. Well, that's, that's accounting with the up. Oh, I thought they were right at even. Even no. then. Oh, okay. Uh, they're 16 million over with the new cap, which again, like I said, not a great place to be, but it's been worse. So I think once again, if you're really content on, you know, if you, you, you believe in Aaron Rodgers for one more year, you think one more year where he's healthy, knock on wood. And if that's, you know, the best option you think to win football games for that season. I'm going to go on record saying, I mean, I think there's a lot of restructures you can do. I think Kenny Clark is a restructure candidate. I think Bakhtiari is for sure a restructure candidate. If you're not, you know, you, you probably have to keep him around for a year. You look at, you know, you're probably going to have to either restructure or release Adrian Amos. That's another candidate there. You look at, you know, different position, you know, just trying, I'm just thinking of so many different position groups that there's cuts, not cuts, but there's trims that you can make. Well, here's, here's another thing that I seen was, what do you think about them trading Aaron Jones? I know you you're not gonna like it. I think it's I think it's stomachable if your intent is to run it back another year. I think if you're gonna bring if if Jordan Love is gonna be your guy and Aaron Rodgers is not, mm-hmm. you need Aaron Jones. Yes, I totally agree with you that if way. you're going to go the Aaron Rodgers train, and I again, I am probably the biggest Aaron Jones fan mm-hmm. in this podcast both on field off field as a fan of the guy but if Aaron Rod- if that's what it takes to make it work like salary cap mm-hmm. wise i think you you know you can see around the nfl that the true workhorse back isn't the way anymore and that's right. been the case for a number of years now and that there's guys that you can get to play that role and i've said that the, the entire time that his contract's been a, mm-hmm. an issue there's ways to make it happen and there's may- ways to, I guess, replace it too. Well, you got a- you figure you have AJ Dillon just wait. I mean, not really waiting in the wings, but you could plug him in and draft another running back this year. Well, right. That's what I'm saying is that you can get a speed back. Right. Might not catch the ball as well as Aaron Jones does, but right. It's still it's. Still but you can off. find someone to get that role for cheaper. Yes. Now, whether or not you want to. That's a different conversation. Again, that's a huge loss for the community, a huge loss for the locker room. Yes, it is. But I, I get that being a conversation. 
I'm going to be honest. You know, I saw an article yesterday about wanting to keep Alan Lazard. I I don't. No, I could. He can walk. I don't care. Because, you know, he's going to get paid somewhere. He's too walk. much. Yes, right. You're exactly right. The The wide receiver free agency just went went absolutely insane this last year. He's going to get paid too much to go somewhere. And I don't want to be here. I, no. I, I really, I mean, I think he's a great guy. I think he's a, you know, he's a good, he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. He's a good wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver one money. Especially because I think Christian Watson is a true wide receiver one. Yeah. I think Romeo Dobbs is a true receiver too. Yep. To compliment Christian Watson. And I think you could very well can get somebody in this draft, you know, in the later rounds to fill in that role. And, you know, maybe you do get a little bit aggressive in free agency if you can make it work. I, I don't know who. You no. know, I don't know what the, the the market looks like. Or the cut, who the cuts are going to be or any anything like that. Bring but, back Jake Kumro. That's my... But I'm. But you figure if they wanted to keep Alan Lazard, or if they wanted to keep somebody, they would have kept Devontae. Oh, for they, sure. They would have paid Devontae if they were going to pay Alan Lazard. For sure, because it you would have you figure he'd he'd be what five million dollars difference probably because Alan Lazard's probably going to get eighteen something eighteen stupid. to twenty. So it's here's what, here's your free agents right now. As it's Nelson Aguilar, which you're not touching. Sterling no. Shepard, you're not touching. No. DJ Chark, you're not touching. Yeah, that one might be okay, but Randall you Cobb, may, you probably bring back on a one year deal if he doesn't retire. Marvin Jones would be a, an interesting name in the hat. Julio Jones, you're not touching. No. Byron Pringle, you're not touching. Alan Lazard, I don't want them to touch, but they might. Uh, Jacoby Myers. That one would be okay. Uh, Deontay Hardy. Juju Schmitz-Schuster. A.J. Green. Jarvis Landry. Matthew Slater. Uh, Nikhil Henry. Jameson Crowder. No, there's really really nobody. Jay Kumaro is a free agent. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Manifesting that. Right. Darius Slayton's a free agent. Trinity Benson. That's just a cool name. I just wanted to say that. But <laughs> but there's really nobody that is going to be like, oh, my God, we need to go get this guy. I think I'd be happier than hell if they got who, if they ended up getting Marvin Jones. Right. If that was a route, and if, if you know Aaron Rodgers is in the fold, and you just need a veteran, mm-hmm. and if Randall Cobb retires, or even if he does come back, I think that'd be an interesting one-year I think even Jarvis Landry would be would be a decent Oh for sure. I I'd agree with that. Especially if Cobb retires, of course. Even but. if he doesn't, I mean I mean, aside from this year, Jarvis Landry's been relatively healthy his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um I've been a big Jarvis Landry fan always, yeah. but yeah, to sum this all up and kind of bring it back. I I know I we're gonna do this every episode, but I guess looking at the situation as it stands right now what is Aaron Rodgers doing if you ask Sean Klosterman? My my mind says that they should trade him and get whatever they can for him, but I don't think it's going to happen because he, you're the guy that's the money, the mo- all the money thing. But so I, I play or retire. I'll ask that. I know I don't think he's going to retire because he doesn't want to be in Tom Brady, JJ Watt class. <clears throat> but that's just him being selfish. See, I'm going to be honest. I think that actually kind of 
interests him, kind of leans him more towards it. I don't think so. Knowing that he's done the the match with Tom Brady two years in a row now, mm-hmm. and that they've kind of developed a friendship, knowing that J.J. Watts got, you know, he's spoken so highly of him. He was part of the retirement video. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much could see that being the case. But uh, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like think either. about how I mean, y- the Hall of Fame class that, that would be would be in a mortal class with three huge names right versus next. I mean, granted, we don't know who's all going to retire next year, but I can genuinely say that unless, you know, Patrick Mahomes wins the next two Super Bowls and even then, you know, he probably is a first ballot, but there's not going to be a caliber classic that'd be like, oh, no. yeah, Aaron Rodgers Hall of Famer in 20. 2020 that would put us 2024 so plus 5 2029 2030 so you're looking at 2029 where it's like yeah Aaron Rodgers is a hall of famer but you know you're not thinking about the the incredible class you're just mm-hmm. yeah it's, you know it's Aaron Rodgers and I don't you know maybe he is I don't think he's this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion on this show but I don't think he's that kind of selfish like that yeah I think he's smart enough I mean, he's cerebral, right? Exactly. Aaron Rodgers is very cerebral. Where, and I, I don't think this is necessarily going to weigh into his opinion, um, whether or not you know what the Hall of Fame class that he's going to go into. He's, he's going to be a first ballot guy, no matter right. what, right? Four time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, um, best passer rating ever, yada yada. But I don't think that's going to be the the end all be all of you know which Hall of Fame am I going to go into? Am I going to go into with this incredible class, or am I going to go in basically by myself? And if that's the case, you know, what's better for the legacy? I'd actually probably argue that I think it's better for the legacy to go in with the bigger, mm-hmm. the bigger class. Because I think that speaks, like, I mean, that's a class that you talk about for decades. Right. And yeah, Tom Brady probably gets the accomplishments because it's the seven Super Bowls or whatever. But you have J.J. Watt, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers versus, again, a ho-hum Aaron Rodgers and Right, I'm trying to think. Devin Hester maybe be a Hall of Famer at that point, and uh, yeah, probably. I'm just trying to think. You know, just guys that are probably on the outskirts that eventually uh-huh. make it in because it's a weaker class. I think you go for the the slam dunk. Yeah, I don't know. So I I feel, but going back to your question, um, the whole we need to see what we got in Jordan Love and figure that out. So we can decide what, but what to do. I'm gonna ask, and I think I asked this a lot, but you know that's a, that's such a popular statement, right? And this isn't attacking you. I want to be very clear on mm-hmm. that. But I feel attacked. You can feel whatever you want. I don't give a shit. But no, I'm good. When you look, uh, when you talk about this, you know what what Jordan Love has. I feel like everybody at 1265 already knows. Yeah, but. The only people who don't know truly are the fans because we haven't seen it in a, I mean, we've seen very, I should say, we've seen very limited parts of it in a true NFL game setting. I mean, we see the preseason where it's all vanilla and then we see, you know, we've seen him come in in that fill-in role against Philadelphia and we've seen a couple mop-up games where they've had to do a couple drives with him at the helm and Mm -hmm. at that point you're playing base anyway. Right. So, you know, you hear that, and it's always kind of struck me because then you hear things like, I mean, NFL players are, and Ram, not to give Ramsey the credit here, but to give Ramsey the credit because he's always a big proponent of this. I think 
NFL players and NFL coaches and staff know early on. And yes, a guy can get better. He can grow in the position. He can grow in the role um, as time goes on and they can take different steps of growth and, you know, learning. And I think Jordan Love very much has. I, I, I like Jordan Love. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think the we have to see what we have because I think everybody who needs to know does. And that's why when I was sitting here thinking about this season, this last season that we just went through where mm-hmm. he didn't play or there wasn't like a bigger push to play him when Rodgers was out with the thumb where he couldn't, he couldn't grab a football truly because that's, that's your, basically your trigger finger base. You know, that's your grip on the football. He had a broken thumb. He couldn't get a true grasp on it. And yeah, you know, you look at like Dak Prescott mm-hmm. had the same kind of injury and they went with Cooper Rush. Granted, it was early in the season. It wasn't like a, a quote-unquote playoff push. But you go with a guy that you just paid. You go with a undrafted rookie, I think, or you know, late-round rookie yeah, in I Cooper think, Rush. I think it was undrafted. Um, Instead of your top gun that you could have gone with whatever. So I think when you look at it from that angle, I don't – I think they know. And I don't – I think they would have made a bigger push. I think they would have, you know, looked at Aaron and said, hey, maybe aside from the Dallas game, because I think that was more of a McCarthy Rogers personal mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You look at, like, the, you know, I'm trying to think of other games in that stretch, but the, the Commanders. You look at the, com- the yeah, the Commanders. Great example. You look at the Commanders the game, the Jet, well, the Jets was the week after, but still. Right. <clears throat> you look at, okay, well, if Jordan Love and we need to give Rodgers a, a second here, maybe we do play Jordan Love. You know, that's where I'm kind of looking at this. If there was a bigger push, if they truly believe that he was just as capable of winning those games, you would have seen him. Right. And, and, and just to back this up, just to really hammer my mm-hmm. point home, George Kittle talked about knowing that Brock Purdy had it right. day one. Right. That was a big interview this last mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. And i that's such a common thing that you can, like the NFL vets and, and coaches, they can tell if a guy has it day one, day two, day three, you know, but, first week. But I feel like everybody said Rodgers didn't have it when we drafted him. And look what we got. Well, you also got to remember, though, that was a number one overall talent. Like, it was a very much a, you know, it was him versus Alex Smith. Right. So. But everybody in all the veterans were like, were, were the same as what we're saying about Jordan Love. Kind of thing. Not to play that card. It was a different NFL then, too, though. Right. You know? Right. It was. But, and so. But it's still, it's still the NFL. You still know who's got it. You still. I'm going to go on record saying because I think Brett Favre was a big proponent of the Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it thing right? more than the truth was. Because I think the truth was that they did know that he had it. You talk, you know, you listen to some of those receivers from practice and stuff. They knew. Yeah, but you listen to some of them now. They say Jordan Love is doing everything he needs to do. That That's fair, too. So I, you got a lot of give and take from everything. And I... Yeah, or, or or do you think they trade Jordan Love this year instead of trade Aaron? I'll be honest. I think that's more realistic possibility. Do you get a middle middle pick for him, and maybe a maybe a player? I don't. I think you could trade him to the Colts for a third. 
I think the Colts would be a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. I think you trade him for a third and a fifth next year or something to that effect, you know? I think that's a lot more realistic. As as we sit today, February 2nd, I think that's a lot more realistic, personally speaking. I have nothing to base that on aside from opinion and, you know, the the evidence that I mm-hmm. think of and why I form that opinion. So So then if that happens, we're drafting another quarterback this year. We could, or... I mean, you bring back Kurt Bankert for a year. <laughs> or Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles knows the offense. Blake Bortles. Just to have a backup. I mean, you have to have a guy in the roster. Blake Bortles. And then... We might as well pick up Mitchell Trubisky. Not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying... Like, that's a guy who they've had on the roster for active games last year. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a great choice. <laughs> He's not the heir apparent, but... Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah, not going that route, but but I, I feel if if you're the 49, okay, we're just if you're the 49ers right now, what do you what do you do? You're John Lynch. Are you starting Brock Purdy next year, or are you going with your first what number three overall pick in Trey Lance? Are you trading Trey Lance and riding this Brock Purdy train? Well, I know, think I think know, we can agree. You know, and, and the report of this came out today too. They think Jimmy G's gone, and I think that's pretty yeah. much a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I think he's going to go somewhere and start. I think, I think and honestly, New England, New England would make sense. Tampa Bay would make sense, really. Yeah, that would make sense too. You know, you talk about the whole Tom Brady connections, but I could see both those being the case. I could see him being a good fit in Indianapolis as well, mm-hmm. or Las Vegas. I, I, Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo. We're, we're not even talking about Der- where Derek Carr will go. Yeah, I think he's a starter caliber yet. Oh hell yeah. I mean, he's not in Vegas anymore. We know that, but that'd be a sneaky guy for Tampa Bay. I mean, that'd be a great option for Tampa Bay or a great option for um, pretty much anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, but to answer your question, just to kind of talk about the NFL as a whole, in the quarterback carousel, we could see this offseason. I can't wait to see the quarterback carousel. Because Tampa Bay needs a quarterback now. We've talked about the teams that need to draft one that are that high up. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously gone. And the Trey Lance Brock Purdy question is the ultimate, like, what the hell do you do? You you create a controversy that you had no intention of. Right. Right. So your top pick to Mr. Irrelevant. No shit. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And and kind of with that in mind, I mean I think if I'm John, if I'm John Lynch, oh man, because Brock Purdy was a rookie this year. Trey Lance was this was year two, so he's got yes. technically three if they want it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I think I'm trading Trey Lance. I think I agree with you with that, and, and just for that fifth year option, mm-hmm. because some I, somebody's going to give you a first round pick for Trey Lance. Because either way, you're getting it's a three year deal basically right. that you're getting out of whichever quarterback. And we've seen that aside from whoever that was, Jake Johnson, Jack Johnson. John was it John Johnson, Jason Johnson. It was Jay Jay Johnson. Whoever was the fourth quarterback for San Francisco this year, you can basically make the Kyle Shanahan offense work in Kyle Shanahan's 
actual offense with basically anybody. You almost as long put, as they don't have a concussion and right. can throw. You almost had to put Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Or Kyle Juszczyk, who is mm-hmm. also reported as like an emergency quarterback, which would have been awesome. I would have loved to see that. Right. Um, but so I don't think you need Trey Lance to make that thing work. No. In fact, I think you were better off with Brock Purdy. Granted, teams weren't scouting, you know, didn't have a whole lot to scout on him per se, but they had enough. I mean, he's a he was a guy who was, I think he went to the combine last year. He was a guy who Iowa, got drafted. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa State. State. That's a power 12. That's a power or power five mm-hmm. edge team, but they're still a power five team. Yep. So you've got the film. You you know the offense that you're going to run within. I guess I'd probably go. You know, I mean, you're not saving a whole lot of money, but enough. But I don't think it's a money thing. I just think no. he's a better fit. Because we saw what they did with Jimmy Grapple, and we saw the run they went on with Brock Purdy, and you get another year of development as your true QB1, QB2. Right. I think you can get the most for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So... Trey Lance is on the move, potentially. Jimmy Garoppolo, we know, is on the move. Derek Carr's on the move. We have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is doing. You have no idea what you're going to have for Zach Wilson or Mike White out of out of the New York New York Jets. Because I don't think Zach Wilson's going to... I think they could cut him. I really do. I know that it doesn't make sense to do, but I feel like they could. Lamar's a free agent. Yeah, well, yeah Lamar's. That's going to be an interesting situation. Yeah, I don't know. Baker him. Mayfield played, I think, good enough this year to to warrant a conversation to be a starter somewhere. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't suck. You, I mean, you still got the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. You still got Jameis. I mean, you have there's a lot of quarterbacks that are available. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do? Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, talk to Aaron Rodgers. We talked... NFL as a whole. Let's talk about the games this last weekend. Uh, obviously, now the Super Bowl matchup is set. We'll do our picks on that next week and talk about the game itself more coming up. But championship weekend, Eagles beat the 49ers. Chiefs beat the Bengals. And I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I am and I'm not. I like... Like, I'm going to watch it. Don't get me right. wrong. I'm going to watch it. No way you can't watch it. But I just, I, there's not a whole lot there for me this year. My my favorite thing is the Kelsey brothers getting to play each other. I'm honestly annoyed with that already. Like, it just the amount that that's been, like, that's been, like, the big storyline. And I love each of them individually. Uh-huh. But the fact their, that just been. Their podcast is awesome. It's been not not as awesome as this one, but it's been nonstop Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Right. I'm I'm almost kind of sick of it. We haven't even hit media weeks yet. <laughs> but I think I think it's the two best teams from the from both divisions. It really is. Yeah, it's it's just one of those where it's like, yeah, it's it's literally the number one seeds, mm-hmm. but it's not a sexy matchup. I I yeah. It's not fun. No. Aside from the Kelsey brothers and Andy Reid. Yeah. But I don't I don't think I don't think any matchup would have been fun. Like there there's not a team that would have like you say I think bra I think are we looking just at the, what would have been from this last weekend? Cuz if we're looking at this last weekend I think Bengals and whoever. If Brock Purdy could throw, I yeah, I think that I think totally, that would have been a fun that's week. That's a totally different game. 
well, it's a totally different game results wise, but I think, you know, going into a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant versus Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, mm-hmm. um, and two of the cooler, you know, Joe Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call him. I think that's a fun element. I think those are two very fun teams. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey finally getting to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. after years of sucking in Carolina. Carolina. You know, I've come, you know, I know it's it as a Packer fan, it's kind of hard to root for the Niners just because they constantly beat us. But this year really made me respect the 49ers mm-hmm. and just the amount of talent they truly have. Right. It's insane. And, you know, you look at Debo, you look at McCaffrey, you look at Kittle, you look at Bosa. Yeah. And that's, and I was just talking offense, but Bosa, you look at Fred Warner, you look at, you name it. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's, it's really, I think that's too bad that they, you know, that the injury happened. And I mean, that that's football. Right. And honestly, I, you know, Shauna's guy, Joey, Joey B, he makes it fun. Yeah. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes has that fun factor. Travis Kelsey does. Mm-hmm. But, but you gotta, you gotta look at this way. Mahomes lost his number one receiver, and he's out there doing this with a bunch of bums. Besides Travis Kelsey. I don't think they're that much bums, though. Juju has been pretty no, good through his he was career. Horrible. Yeah, but this year he was horrible. Sure. Nicole Hardman, right? Yeah, McCole Hardman's been – he's been like their number two yeah, the whole Tyreek time. He's been hurt. Uh, you had Kadarius Tony, who's got hurt. expected to play – and you had and, MVS, which is, yeah. he's not going to lie, he sucked in Green Bay, but Mahomes has made him look pretty good. Lucky. <laughs> and they don't really have a running back that can do hardly anything. And they got Jarek McKinnon and I can't Isaiah remember. Pachenko. Yeah, I didn't even know how to pronounce that. And But you look at all the matchups, I think Philadelphia has pretty much everything but quarterback and tight end. That's I think tight end's a lot closer than it, it yes, seems on it, paper, it too. Yes, it is, but they still have tight end. Yeah, by but far. Everything everything else, I think, is Philly. This reminds me a lot of the Philadelphia-New England Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, th- I, I know we're a week out from predictions. I think it's kind of going the same way, too. Think it's going to be Chiefs? No, I think Philly. think Philly. I, I, I'm leaning Philly early on. Like I said, we'll yeah. do our picks next week. We'll kind of put a culmination on the picks for the mm-hmm. the season um but i'm, I'm kind of leaning philly right now as it sits right now that that team just looks so good it's tough they look good on all fronts though you know right. and that honestly was, i don't that, think that was a good 49ers team that they just kind of picked apart and... and i don't think kansas city's secondary is that great no i you know i think they got i mean they had the pass rush on Cincinnati, mm-hmm. but if that's not the, for the pass rush, I don't. I think Joey B could sit there and pick them apart. Right, I agree with you there. So, anyway, that's our NFL talk for the week. Uh, we did. We talked to Aaron Rodgers. We've talked NFL as a whole, going into the Super Bowl, uh, which we'll talk about extensively next week and the following week to kind of wrap up the NFL season as a whole. But until then. Just got a couple things to kind of wrap it up here with. 
Uh, first of all, we got to talk about our closing time bar of the week. And this one, it, it kind of gets away from the, the quote-unquote dive bar that we had for so long. But I got to say, and I was, I went to a public chop house in Green Bay for the first time this last weekend. Oh, we got a fancy guy in the I, house. Yeah, right. And to be honest, I, you know, I got a little sticker shock looking at that menu, right? Well, I would. However, I do got to say, it was pretty damn good. So it should be for that price. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, the drinks were actually reasonably priced. I mean, I had a, a Four Roses maple bourbon, which is a very nice bourbon. Sure, you could you could you could come up with a name and tell me it was a bourbon, and I'd agree with you, because I have no idea. Um, we sat, you know, we got to we had a group of eight. We sat at the bar for a while. They were very accommodating. They had our table ready. Um, I mean, you look at the different reviews four and a half or four point seven on Google. Uh, pleasant experience arrived at 515 for a reservation. Uh, waitress was pleasant, knowledgeable. Food portions were large and ended up taking some home. And yeah, like I said, I mean, it, pricey, yes. Uh, uh, this is not a go buy a bucket of burgers for $5 kind of That's my place. Kind of bar. I do like those bars too. But I will say, given, you know, like I said, you. For what you're paying for, so you go to a lot of those like nice, those quote unquote nice restaurants, and the food portions are tiny, mm-hmm. right? And you're mm-hmm. paying for the ambiance or whatever the fuck. Whatever. That that wasn't the case. I think this was truly a bang for buck. You know, maybe well, I should say maybe definitely overpriced, in the sense <laughs> of practicality, for for somebody to my my ilk. But like I said, very good. I mean, I had a a New York strip, which is my favorite cut of steak. And medium rare, they have the when you get the appetizer or like the sides, they do it sides for two. So Sean and I split uh, cheesy garlic mashed potatoes, which were incredible. Big fan. Like I said, the drinks reasonably priced. Pretty good time. Sure. So that is our bar of the week. And do you have one you want to add on to? No, no I got nothing for you. <laughs> All right, so that just leads us to close with uh, what we are rooting for in the upcoming week. And really quick kind of turnaround here, given that it's, we're recording on Thursday, mm-hmm. and I think we're probably going to try to run it back Tuesday again. I think it's so. Um, and get back on our quote-unquote normal schedule. So, Sean, I'll let you take this one first. What are you thinking? I'm thinking RPW. I'm just I'm really excited for this again with it being – I think they sold out of front row seats now. Uh, there are still, I think, a couple available. Oh, I th- last I checked, I but I think they sold out now. Let me look at their Facebook page. We're talking in real time here, so right. we do know tickets are still available. Yeah, However, they are going fast, and the demand is hot. Yeah, uh, that that's pretty much what I'm rooting for this weekend. Front row, you are correct. Three hours ago, front row is sold out. The only seats available are limited second row and general admission. Yeah, so, so going to be a lot of people, a lot of fun. A lot of people, a lot of fun. Be there. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Right. Be there. Um, great friends of the show. You know, mm-hmm. for, with the holiday break, we didn't have a whole lot of time to, to talk them up for this show. But I don't. we didn't need to. No. And and the growth that they've had and, you know, see, meeting the different people that we have at those events, it's always a blast. And 
the product itself, like I said, speaks for itself if you're a wrestling fan, even if you're not. Yeah. It speaks for itself. You get, you know, there's people who are um, on national TV within a month of being at the RPW show on either side of it. And that's been every RPW show that they've done. Somebody's been on national TV within a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the first card that Ramsey never went to was every match had somebody who'd been on national TV. Yeah, which is insane. And that's a very, I mean, it's a very frequent thing for them. So mm-hmm. bang for your buck, great entertainment. I'm going to double down on my route for there. Uh, also going to add in just another week coming up here at Phoenix Basketball. Uh, Green Bay women looking to get back or stay on track here uh, as they won pretty handedly Monday night. They're back in action tomorrow night, Friday. Uh, I believe they're at the Crest Center this week. Let me just double check on that before we wrap up here. I feel like we're forgetting a segment, but I don't think we, so. We we don't have trivia. That's what you you're thinking. I don't think we're forgetting anything. I know we don't have Shauna here to tell us what we're forgetting and what. Yeah, we're... I know. We really fall through. They are on the she's road. A, she's a rock. The Green Bay women are on the road. So one more weekend on the road, make that final push to get back home for the end of the regular season. And yeah, enjoy your Wisconsin sports weekend. Yep. No, be a nice weekend too. It should be. You know, we're going to kind of warm up a little bit, get out ice fishing, maybe some snowmobiling if that's your thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Balls Beater Run is this weekend too, which is up in, up in Lena at, uh, at the Boneyard. They're doing the Balls Beater Run for all the vintage snowmobiles. So if you're up, up there and want to do something like that, it, that'll be fun. That's Saturday. Plenty of stuff going on this weekend. So, for Shauna, for Justin, for Ramsey, all not here, for Sean, I'm Eric. We're signing out. Episode 103 is in the book. See ya. Bye.